What's up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 52 of the BBET Gamescast. I'm joined by Superman Jeff. What's going on, people? It's your favorite superhero here. As well as Mr. Gamer. Hello there. And Blue Bones. It's your boy. What's going on, fam? Welcome back to episode 52. Uh, it's been a while since all four of us have been here together. <laughs> About two weeks or so. It just feels so much longer. But as we always do, we like to get started with what we've been playing slash watching. Does anyone want to volunteer to go first? I can because I really have a very short list this week. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so I was actually playing this last week, but the review came out for it just after uh, the podcast launched. So yeah. uh, it's a, a a simulation game called Polybridge 2. Uh, yeah, have you ever heard of like Bridge Constructor or? Oh, I absolutely love the first Poly Bridge. Okay. Loved it. Yeah, so what, this is actually is a lot more of that. It's essentially a game where you have to construct a bridge using like in-game physics and building materials to get a car to the other side of a gap. <laughs> So like as what the game kind of, is there like wacky materials or realistic? See that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like somewhere in between. Like it's, it doesn't take itself super seriously, but it doesn't get like crazy until like. Well, I'll, I'll get into that. But okay, my whole thing is um, it's extremely well built. Like the the tool set for you um you know constructing the bridge like picking materials like you draw lines and like the lines can go as far as the material allows and then like each one has a certain cost <clears throat> each one has a certain amount of like uh structural integrity so like depending on what you build and what to put together all those things working together will allow your bridge to either support the weight of the cars or you know just completely fall apart when something drives on it or even without anything driving on it, it'll it just drop into the <laughs> into the canyon or the sea or whatever which can yeah. be you know humorous when you fail spectacularly but in general like it was a little too straightforward like the very first thing you see when you start the game up is the tutorial like it doesn't take you to an opening screen there's no cinematic no yeah. one talks to you it's a text box saying this is polybridge 2 this is what you need to do in order to you know get through the, the puzzles in this game have at it and you just go from like a there game. yeah it is, <laughs> it's a very straightforward puzzle game so it does get a lot more complicated because they introduce things like hydraulic presses which can you know like raise and lower bridges and like stuff yeah. like ships or planes will need to pass through the area so, I was about to ask what kind of obstacles you right. have to overcome. Okay. So, you know, like, if your bridge is in the way of a, a ship coming through, then clearly you fail that level. Like, you need it to, like, move out of the way. And, like, it does get fairly complex in order to make a bridge that can pull itself apart and then bring itself back together right. and, you know, keep everybody alive. So, but at the end of the day, like, the entire aesthetic and the feel of it was just too bland. Like, the music is beautiful, but it's very, very soothing acoustic guitar. And when the majority of the time you're sitting there thinking and like moving the mouse around to like pull things, yes, oh my God, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like dozing off or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Like if you're into that kind of thing, like I, I, I've, I really felt like old men who are, are like really into trains, like this is their jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it sounded like initially <laughs> when you talk about building bridges. I was like, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the first thing I thought about, trains going over those nice, tall, like, iron. Yeah, like, if you like to, like, paint, you know, small miniature figurines, like, maybe this maybe this will be up your alley. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, no, it's, uh, it's just not for me. When you, said, like, when you said, like, Poly Bridges, I thought it was, like, a game about bridges in, like, an open marriage or something. 
under you no know, that's circumstances. Not, that's not could the that first anything <laughs> close nah, to. No, 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 no. There were some comments in the review that were to that effect. Because that's where some oh people's God. minds go. But that's yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it for games. We played some other stuff. Like I've been, I'm close to finishing Spider Man. I think finally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm just getting sidetracked by all the uh, side missions. So I guess that's what they're there for. That's so you're playing the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, still watching The Walking Dead, so nothing new on the TV front Why, either. Because I, I need to know what happened after I stopped. So watching The Young and the Restless with COVID, like that's that's what she doing. <laughs> I hate The Walking oh Dead. Bro. It is so COVID boring. edition. The story is slower than zombies to me. Well, <laughs> now that you don't have to wait week to week, it's not as slow. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. When I was trying to catch up back in the day, I was falling asleep on a regular basis. That's on you, because that show is actually really good until a point. I don't know where you are, but yeah, it starts to fall apart around where I left off, but I'm trying to get back into it. And there's still some good stuff in it. Like the the conclusion of um, that whole Negan thing, I thought was like really well done. Yeah, I didn't get up to there. I was I was totally bored before that. <laughs> I mean, I can I get it because there are some parts and there's some annoying stuff like Rick, Rick and Michonne's relationship specifically feels super forced and cringy anytime they're together and doing anything. And like they love to show you Rick and Michonne doing stuff, so that that doesn't sit well with me. But that's pretty much it for me. Uh, what else has anybody been playing? I'll go next since I don't have much either. Um, played a good amount of. Um... Pokemon I of uh, Armor dropped a couple days ago, last week ish, this week, some week, <laughs> a week. <I> know. <laughs> uh, but uh, so played some of that. Got through the main story. Um, they added um, some more Pokemon to the uh, Pokedex. There's Pokemon like uh, Scyther. There's uh, like Jigglypuff. There's uh, uh, Miltank, which is that cow looking Pokemon. With the, yeah. with the nipples out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need to add that part. <laughs> just giving you a picture, bro. Just I, know, you a picture. I know what a cow looks like. Do you know? <laughs> you didn't have um, to refer to his nipples. Is this, is this where we're... I'm just letting it happen, bro. <laughs> okay. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Um, finish that. Um, so right now I'm just, you know, trying to rework my team a little bit, add some of the new ones in. Um, I feel like getting this particular DLC, like, this was like a prequel DLC where they were saving a bunch of stuff for the, um, the Crown Tundra. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all the new legendaries are in the Crown Tundra. All the, <laughs> the biggest areas in the, the Crown Tundra. Like, this was like, hey, just play this until, until the that one's comes ready. out. Yeah. Um, besides playing that, um... I don't know if I watched anything. I did start watching One Piece from the beginning. Why? Right now I'm in Alabaster. Why not? <laughs> why? Would yeah, you why, do not? That? why not? Why and not? It's, it's very interesting that I did because when I I thought I stopped watching One Piece when I was younger uh-huh. because it got too silly. But I'm watching it now. Like, no, there's none of that. I think it's because it was the four kids version. And well, also growing up, I saw episodes here and there. So there's still I'm seeing episodes I haven't seen before. And like in this one, like, you know, Luffy straight up tells people, "I'm gonna f you up." So yeah. you're you're watching like the Japanese? No, it's the English dub. The English dub. 
Okay, because mm-hmm. that, that's initially what turned me off to it when it used to air on Toonami. And I don't think that that's the same dub as the four kids dub, right? Like, those no. were two. Okay. But even the Toonami one in English, like, Luffy's const- like just constant yelling was, like, nailed on a chalkboard to me. Like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, it wasn't until years later I started it over again from the Japanese version that I was it was tolerable, even though he does still yell the whole time too. But because I guess I can't hear him, I'm really reading the most of the time. It didn't bother me as much. Yeah, I feel like it was a lot of stuff I missed, like a lot of episodes I missed. I mean, because I never went back, so it was like you see episodes when they aired or if they happen to show a um, rewind. But um, I'm glad I did start watching it. I'm almost finished with season four. Yeah, that's a that's a long trip. And you're doing it all over yeah, again. But, uh, <laughs> it's it's worth it's, it. It I love it. I I am over 900 episodes in, and I watch them all with a smile. Yep. Wait, did that did the the most recent arc finish? Like the Wano arc? No, no they're gonna no. pick it back up on June 28th. Okay, because I, <clears throat> I am very excited to watch that, but I don't want to wait. Like you guys know, so when that's done, I'm I'm a, I'll probably jump right back on that. <clears throat> I'll never tell you. Um, <laughs> I don't need, I don't need to tell me. <laughs> you can start Tower of God now. That's oh yeah, because that finished right, so I might as well. Yeah, pretty good finale too. Nice. That's yeah. a what else you got? That there? was a little. Uh, that was a gut punch. That was a gut punch in that finale. Oh, for Tower of God. Yeah. I'm still mad about it, but it's alright. You know what I mean? I'm not like mad at the episode. I'm mad at what happened. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that I want to punch. <laughs> Yeah, bringing a rise out of me. <laughs> All right, who is next? All right, uh, oh, oh, go, go ahead, gamer. Go ahead, go Blue. Ahead, uh, Streets of Rogue, really fun, um, really wacky. Uh, yeah, t- tell tell like, me more about because I did watch the the trailer thing, but I didn't have the sound <laughs> on. <laughs> so that's where you're missing out. I think the trailer alone sold me on the game real talk like it was really good um but basically what's happening is you are a random person a random character that um has been found by the resistance and you're in a town right now the town has like five levels to it this is a roguelike game um so obviously you have to get through the five at the the top level is the evil mayor that's been corrupting the whole town so you have to go up there kill him boom that's it um there's at least I didn't see how many classes there are, but there's there's at least twenty something classes that you can that you can um, unlock. There's about six of them that they give you right off the bat, and then just through your constant playthroughs, you unlock the rest of them. Um, now the cool thing about this game is that you know it's not just kill everybody on the screen um, unless you want to, right? It's you could, uh, yeah, you can definitely do that. You can you can turn into a giant and break down houses and stuff like that. Um, you can be a hacker and just hack all the technology around and set off traps and not even see the enemy and just know that you completed your objective. So speaking of objective on every floor, um, you have at least, I think it's at least two missions to complete before you can go on to the next floor. And then you have a bonus objective for your class. And then sometimes you have extra missions that are randomly generated as well. Um, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of interactivity between the classes. There's <laughs> there's some really funny and stupid looking ones. Um, there's a shapeshifter that is like a small, very small character that's naked and runs around and possesses people's body. <laughs> 
And I mean, so, that's one way to shapeshift, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you can be like, you could turn into a cop, right? And then you can be inside the police department and get all the files that you're supposed to get for that level and then just bounce. Or you can turn into... Um, you can turn into somebody's friend and start beating them up and then leave and then watch two friends fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do so all yeah, kinds of stuff. Some, someone described this uh, as like a D&D simulator in a way. Like that that interested I, me. So like it, yeah. it really is like just role playing, but just in. There's a lot of stats um, or not a lot of stats, but there's a lot of um, traits. There's a lot of traits that you can apply to your character. Some of them are. Um, like from your class mm-hmm. and then some of them you pick up throughout um, the levels so that being said i think it's a lot of fun to do your character build every time um, once you've passed a certain level five times with five different characters you can start on the next level so i've been doing the starting from the slums working my way tirelessly up to the industrial area which is the second one mm-hmm. and now i've done that five times so i can just start at the industrial area okay that's good which so is, they, they yeah. help you even though it's a roguelike they give you some saved progress some kind of progress yeah and you continue to um acquire chicken nuggets which is the um cool. those are the prime the um premium currency not premium currency like nothing that you have to buy but it's it the, is the it's like the game's it's the big currency, currency. yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because the mayor has um, banned chicken nuggets, and now they're uh, is the mayor a chicken? I don't know. I've never <laughs> no. We just know you just know that the mayor is just corrupt. That's He's corrupt. That's it. That's it. And only you a corrupt person his... would ban chicken nuggets. hundred percent. You know his his whole campaign. He ran on um, lowering taxes and giving out more beer. Yeah. The only thing he did was higher taxes. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the writing of this really sounds really, really funny. Oh, the tutorial is hilarious, bro. Like, yeah, just just play the tutorial. It's it's funny as heck. It, it just I'm shows you what kind of game this is gonna be. Um, I'm gonna check yeah, that out. It's yep. a lot of fun. Uh, I've been playing some Valorant, and I've also been playing. Um, I'm on my second run through of Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, right now, running with the Empire. It's really dope. I'm getting to some of the critical points, and I'm seeing the story diverge or not divergences, but different story perspectives. So happy about that that's what's up uh and i've been watching um dracula on on netflix i yeah. heard that um, show uh takes a bad turn which is why i never started it because i was kind of on a dracula high after castlevania ended <laughs> so i was like oh what's this but i heard it doesn't it doesn't have a satisfying conclusion but i mean how, how i far have are not you? heard that okay um there's only three episodes <laughs> i just finished episode two yesterday i thought episode two was a storytelling masterpiece really uh, yeah i i really like the way they set up um the storytelling and, and and dracula says it multiple times this is a story so you're gonna have to pick and choose and find out what's real and what's not and it's it's, it's really cool um this depiction of dracula for me is much more of a cinematic and mysterious and brain teasing dracula then he is a a gory monster, which he still is. Mm-hmm. But this is a monster with with um, with thought. You know what I mean? And that's what's the scariest thing about him. Um, I guess one of the coolest lines, and I'll just I'll end off to this. Um, somebody that was investigating him told him, like, you know, you were just eating people like 
fox, like a fox and a henhound. And he's like, no, no, no. I was a connoisseur in a wine cellar. So it was really interesting the way that he looks at people. He's like, yo, I love every neck I crack open. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I appreciate is... my dinner, you know? Exactly. Oh, That's what he's saying. He's like, I don't take my food for granted. I'm thankful. He said, don't disrespect my victims. <laughs> They're not hens. <laughs> They're fine wine. It was just really interesting. I mean, you know. Serial killers it was, it was, unite. <laughs> <laughs> it's, of course, I don't agree with his morals, but I like <laughs> listening to his logic. And I like listening to his reason. Yeah, that can definitely be interesting, just kind of diving yeah. into the mind of some kind of a, like a crazy, not even crazy. It's a monster. Just, yeah, there's a monster. Yeah. Interesting. But okay, that's that's all I've been doing. So what's up? what about you, Gamer? All right. Um, I bought Modern Warfare. I'm actually playing it, and I am getting the feelings of Call of Duty Black Ops 2. That was a that was the Call of Duty game that I played to excess. Um, I was a part of the Midwest Brony Divisions clan, and we would have our custom made pony emblems. With all the weird shapes and stuff, they had those you YouTube go. tutorials. Yeah, I had mine. It was Vinyl Scratch, no surprise. And <laughs> I felt myself just slowly falling back into that, where I would like, like turn on, like turn on my PlayStation, just go in headphones, and we just like let's go. And um, it pains me because um, I was a little turd back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not I'm not proud of how I was back then. So um that was that was a, a bit of a painful experience. Um I'm actually going back and um I'm restarting my Animal Crossing Island. Um yeah, I remember telling yep. you about that. Yep. Um I want to have more of a connection with my island, so I am going to be making uh the cast of B Stars, the anime, and I am putting it uh that that's that's going to be my project you can do that you can well, like so, make the residents well not make the residents but you can manipulate them so that you get certain residents um there the are region. yeah yeah there's a web there's websites that you can go to where um someone who typically um makes pokemon for uh certain hacks he will like he manipulates the game in such a way where when you go to this island, the visitor you want will be there, and then you just have the person over, and then boom, there we go. You got you ha you have your villagers. So I have a few ones that I'm um, looking out for, <clears throat> and let's see. I I think there was something else that I was trying. Oh no, um, I was playing Shantae and the Pyrus Curse again. Mm. Um. I have I don't know what it is. I have just I I played uh Shantae and the Seven Sirens and then I just had to go back and start playing the whole Shantae series all over again. So now I'm at the <laughs> so now I'm at the Pirate's Curse and I appreciate the fans that I have on my Twitter because we are all in agreement Shantae needs to be in Smash. She doesn't have a spirit. <laughs> she doesn't have a trophy. She 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 is a character from her own video game. Put her in Smash. 
She will be my main. Enough said. And I love me some Isabel. Don't get me wrong. She is a belle. But <laughs> Shantae. I, I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't I don't hate, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't I hate don't seeing Shantae in Smash. Like yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. I, I just don't nice think the character is popular enough for them. Like, cause they they kind of go for like. I feel like Shantae is more popular things. than Sans, right? And then Sans, but Sans is just a costume. costume. You know what I mean? Right. That, well, that's what that's exactly what I'm saying. Sans is a me costume, and I think that she's more popular than him. So I, I, I disagree. Very, I don't think so. Like under so? like Undertale kind of became an industry phenomenon like i don't think shante even though it has a much longer lineage has reached that kind of like prestige in terms of an actual game okay. franchise like some people right. think of undertale is like a you know a classic cult classic kind of deal um and as far as that um i'm still going through avatar the last airbender and i am on a hiatus until further notice of bojack horseman <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> Yeah, I am on a hiatus until further notice. I it's heavy. I, it's a heavy. I, I keep trying on purpose, and I'm just like, nope, can't. Gotta <laughs> click over to another tab. Did you go something. to Arizona like, yet? Uh, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Now I'm even. Now, now I'm afraid. Now, now I'm afraid. Because if I'm stopping at this point, and you're like, oh. you... You didn't even get to the worst. Like, oh, I mean, oh there, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there, there's. Yeah. I'll just say the scenario with the mother with Bojack's mom. Oh my gosh! Like that was probably one of the biggest kind of like that mind trip moments for me. Heartbreaking. Yeah, like I've I've never seen that situation that conveyed scenario. that way before, and I thought that was actually yeah. amazing. The monologue, the monologue episode. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the monologue episode is one of the best. The one of the best pieces of writing I've seen in in modern TV. And, and the, Will the dude, Arnett, yeah, hands down, kills the role of BoJack Horseman and makes He's spectacular. you love hate him so well. He's that monologue episode made that show. It, it stapled that show as a good show for me. Like it made me keep going. I'm like, I can't stop watching it after they put in all this work. This is amazing. And the the dude who created the show, I cannot remember his name right now. Like that's that's his first series. No way. Yeah, like the only that's other wild, thing he's bro. done since then um, is that Amazon original like show spin-off? Undone. Well, no, the, the spinoff was oh, some other writers. Oh, with um, was that Aubrey Plaza in that one? In Undone. Or the girl it... looks like Aubrey Plaza. I don't think it's okay, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. But it's, it's like, like it has the, the weird filter. Yeah. So I haven't started watching yeah. that yet, but that's that creator's next thing. I so I need to, to check that out. I watched the first episode of that. It was interesting. It's, it's yeah. It's so is that uh does that do it for you, gamer? Yeah, that that <clears throat> sorry, yes, that was definitely definitely it. Um I you guys said enough about the show that and i know i'm just probably just going to be repeating it it's just like no i legit want to have a full like kind of deep dive when you're done yeah oh it's gonna be a while (laughs) (laughs) but okay we'll move on to our next section we are gonna skip 
the Super Smash Sunday recap because we didn't have Smash Sunday last week. It was Father's Day. We you know we gave it a little break so you guys could spend time with your dads and stuff, uh, and for you dads to spend time with your kids, of course. <laughs> but we are we do have a, a bunch of quick updates. There was a lot of news this week. We're gonna try to get through some of it quickly as we can. But there's some very important topics that we're probably gonna spend some time on. Uh, but first up, gamer, what do you got for us with these quick updates? So the first thing that we have is that there's a possibility that we'll be having Ghosts and Cyberpunk 2077 anime in the works at Netflix. So it's supposed to be coming from Studio Trigger and the game developer CD Projekt Red making cyber, um, Cyberpunk uh, 2077, Witcher, and things like that. It's supposed to be expanding upon Cyberpunk 2077. And there have been a few pieces of like gameplay footage so we have a rough and i mean very rough idea about the story of cyberpunk 2077 but considering what netflix has done with castlevania i'm looking forward to this yeah I, I'm so very hyped for what this is and studio trigger is probably one of my favorite animation houses like they make incredible sequences like watch kill the <laughs> kill if you have it i know there's some gratuity oh, yeah. in it but it makes sense. It makes it sense. Does, if you watch the no, it, I I have now now mind you, and I and I think I can say this when it comes to things that are of an adult nature, I may be familiar with it. This <laughs> is an anime where the what people would say, oh, that's just being lewd for being lewd sake. Mm -hmm. No, there's a legitimate reason why this is happening right now. Yeah, it's a story There is a 100% like it's, it's, it's silly. It's a silly reason, but in the context of the show, it makes perfect sense. And like, I couldn't get over how well they they threw that in there. Because <laughs> they didn't was, have I to. Like, <laughs> I was gonna like half disagree with Gamer when he said that, you know, I think it's ludity for ludity's sake and they made it work yeah that's well fair that's fair enough <laughs> <laughs> like they they had their cake and they ate it too like they made it exactly. work <laughs> there it is oh uh, but i wanted to clarify okay. with the kids see ghosts project that's yeah, actually is... rappers kanye west and kid cuddy like they're combined oh, yeah, groups they call themselves kids see ghosts and the the artist who does uh kanye's kanye bear artwork uh yeah. i believe his name is takashi murakami mm-hmm He's the one who's doing the animation for it. They released a trailer. It was CG. Uh, Kanye's Kanye Bear is being voiced by Kanye. And Kid Cudi has a character called Kid Fox, who's like a Fox character, yeah. being voiced by Cudi. And I don't know what this show is supposed to be. If you watch the trailer, it just looks like kind of <laughs> like spectral, spacey nonsense. It looks like um, Midnight Gospel, basically. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what the premise is, but I'm still excited because I love both those artists. Kanye West probably exponentially more than Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi has had some hits and misses and stuff. But everything Kanye has done conceptually, like in terms of artistic stuff, I have, I've tended to be a fan with, with the exception of his clothing line. <laughs> what do you think about his latest album? I the like it. One. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Wow. I'm, not, I'm okay. not a fan of gospel music per se, but... There, there are parts of the the soundscape that I can appreciate, and he uses kind of those parts to kind of enhance his regular music production. So, like, yeah. I do think it, it sounds like a Kanye album, and it sounds like a gospel album. Which you know, there have been bits of that throughout his whole career, but this kind of oh, yeah, leans more sure. to one side. But I did enjoy it. 
All right. Uh, The next thing we have is we have our next Smash fighter, and it's Min Min, the ramen fighter from the ARMS series. And according to Zero, according to Hungrybox, according to Mewtwo King, kind of like the big players in Smash Ultimate, Min Min is already rumored to be extremely OP. They always say that, though. They always, they always <laughs> say that, don't they? This new that. character is all, like, Piranha Plant. Oh, my God. It's going to be ridiculously OP. Like It's OP because people don't know how to counter it yet, right? Yeah, and then there's going to be some parameters that are always a little bit high or a little bit low, and then they bounce it out in, like, a patch or two. Now, fine. what I will say, though, from the toolkit that Min Min does have, she is playing very, very close to how you would actually play in arms. In arms, it's not a, I need to get up real close. It's, I'm keeping my distance with these long punches. That makes sense. And that's, and that's a lot of Min, uh, Min Min's toolkit is she will throw out an attack and similar to Bayonetta, where when you doing your basic attack and you hold it, she'll like spin or whatnot there will be an extension of Min Min's attack. So I'm seeing a lot of edge guarding and and things like that kind of gameplay because she just she has more reach than Byleth, and that is saying something. Byleth yeah, okay. has ridiculous reach. But Min Min can... Min- back airs are just going through my head right now. <laughs> right? Just constant. It's like back air, back air. But right. the another thing that Min Min has... Um, is the ability to just like in arms, she switches what her hands do. So you have a, I'm just going to call it looking like some sort of like chakra thing that will spin. You have a dragon hand that will shoot fire. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Would I've wanted twin tail? Obviously, but 100%. it wasn't, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't Spring Man or Spring Girl. Yeah, I would have been upset. Ones. Had, yeah, had it been one of them, I would have been upset. I can, I, I can take, I can take Min Min. Let's see, let's see what we can, let's see what 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 we can do. And, um, going on to uh, the thing that nobody asked for in the history of ever, Pokemon Unite, because, <laughs> I guess. Like seriously, do cool, did they, they 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 just took the Pokemon skin and put it on League of Legends or insert yeah. MOBA here? Why not? Why not? Well, yeah, Jeff, you I, were I, actually I excited about hearing that there was a Pokemon MOBA, right? I was. I was. You know... Go ahead, Jeff. No, Age Before Beauty. Uh, what? <laughs> 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 It was good to see that kind of style. Y'all gonna be okay? Y'all gonna? It was. It was a stupid thing to say. Like it's just dumb. I'll try to move past it. (laughs) No, but no, yeah. Go go ahead. What? Like what? Like what's your what's your take on it? Like. Um, I think it's interesting to see Pokemon in a new light. Um, that's that's one of the uh, fun things when we saw Pokemon, we we're like, oh crap, it's a Pokemon fighting game. You know, say like Pokemon um, Mystery Dungeon is a mystery game. You got the um, oh my gosh, there was one where they had like kingdoms and stuff like that. It was on the GBA. I loved that game. I think it was Conquest. It was called. Yeah, yeah they it was mixed like a Fire it? Emblem. Yeah, it was like a mix, thing. right? It was like Fire Emblem 
characters had Pokemon partners or something? Yes, and, yes. Yeah. And the Pokemon partners could evolve over time, but it took a lot for these cats to evolve. Like, they had to eat certain things. They had to um, level up in certain ways. Anyway, let's not get into that. The fact is, seeing Pokemon in different game types is super cool to me. Um, I think... I don't know. I, I don't like MOBAs in general. Um, yeah, I played Heroes of Storm. I actually liked that, but that was like a rare exception. Um, and it's only because it was Blizzard, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> so seeing Pokemon as a MOBA, I think it's going to be cool. I might check it out for a couple of days. If I like it, I'll keep playing it. But um, hey, man, why not? Just like Jeff said. Yeah, I think it looks amazing. I mean, I played a little bit. Of, I played a good amount of League of Legends and. Very little Dota, but I think it could be very interesting what Nintendo could do with a MOBA, especially in the Pokemon universe. Um, a few questions arise, whether they're going to be, are you going to go max evolution for all the Pokemon? Or are you going to do some second stages, some first stages? Or are they going to be able to progress throughout through their evolution through the course of the match? So, oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because isn't that a thing in other MOBAs? Like, you basically get your abilities or you level up mm -hmm. over the course. That, that would make a lot of sense if you start with that's, starters or something. And then yeah. that actually that's exactly that might work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they would incorporate, if they're going to incorporate items. Because, I mean, unless you're going to do some of the items from the game, like, I don't know, like a choice scarf or something like that, you know, to build towards a certain way. Yeah, so it's, I think it would be very interesting. And I think... Um, actually applaud them for taking a step in this particular direction i mean they're not just sticking to the same old you know um pokemon sword and shield and pokemon snap and um I i'm sure we're gonna get a pokemon stadium at some point again um what is it pokemon sleep there's pokemon well the that, isn't that kind of outside the box though wouldn't you say it is but it's it's not as far it's not as far out the box as a MOBA. Who would have thought that Nintendo would do a a MOBA at that, but also a Pokemon themed MOBA? Yeah, yeah, matter of fact, that might be the reason why they chose Pokemon for it. Because if they maybe wanted to finally get, try to hand in a MOBA rather than make it a new IP or use something that would maybe fit a little bit more, like Pikmin, perhaps. They was like, oh, let's just go with the Pikmin would definitely let's fit. Go with the, the big, MOBA's super huge, popular yeah. thing to kind of sell this to people who maybe don't wouldn't pay attention to it otherwise. Yeah, so, I don't know because I mean, they could have did it like Warcraft. I mean, you could have even did like um, RTS. You could have did Link. You could have did Mario. You oh, did... like a Smash Bros. MOBA was just on the yeah. whole Nintendo. Oh man, I don't because like that. If you ever played Warcraft, you play it similarly where you have um, it's more of a strategy game mm -hmm. where yeah, you play different heroes and you still make your troops and stuff um that could be something they can do in the future but i think the mobile idea was very 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 creative and, I, and i'm interested to see what they do with it that they don't just cut and paste a skin on top of something like what spins they're going to add to it on their own and see how kind of how it comes out Right, so quick. Did they have a release this, date for that, or did they just? That was just a tease, right? Yeah, I think it was just a teaser video. I, I, I don't. I didn't put the link here because it's supposed to be a quick story. <laughs> but I, I did have a question, um, and I it left my brain. Never mind. We'll move on. <laughs> I can All right. Forget. But we're gonna move on from our quick updates. We're gonna move on to Animal Crossing's 
New Horizons update, uh, Blue, you wanted to go into detail on this story. Yeah, as soon as my uh, mic starts working. Hear you. Yeah, we hear you. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, dropped a, a video, <laughs> felt like out of nowhere. Uh, maybe I just wasn't paying attention, didn't see it coming. But, um, yo, we jumping in the water now. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a big thing. We're gonna start diving. Gulliver is gonna have uh, pirate duds, and um, there's gonna be a lot more. There's a new NPC that's gonna be out there. He's an otter that's gonna be helping with the whole diving situation. Um, obviously, there's gonna be new items for the summer update, and this is only update number one for the summer, which is awesome that they they're already about to throw out. Us. They're they're telling us that there's gonna be a second one. Um, obviously, this is all free updates for everybody that's playing, um, and. Yeah, that's it. We were super excited about it. I know every, a lot of people were kind of burning out a little bit just because of um, starting to reach where you got everything. But now you don't. So let's do it again. Nice. <clears throat> Nothing to add, Gamer? I know you're the other big Animal Crossing <laughs> fan. Well, uh, yeah, Well, everything else had been everything else had um, already been said. So no, that's, that, that is just about it. It's great for me to be starting from at this point because this update does not impede what I'm going to be doing whatsoever. So by all means, um, I was actually speaking with my co-host, Kitty Duvall, and one of the other things that um, she wants from, um, I think from New Leaf, uh, I forgot, She, I'm not going to try to take her words. She has something very specific that she wanted to bring back, but mm -hmm. just know that the Animal Crossing fandom is... Um, Hype does not quite begin to describe it. To say the least, yeah. I mean, when you play don't, Animal don't Crossing... Start, don't start! Don't The term don't hype... Don't, don't start! <laughs> you don't even... You don't even need to start. Like, how much hype can you have for a game about relaxing? And yet, that's, all, that's all I'm yet, getting at. And, and, and yet, Jeff is constantly invading your mind because you didn't have to go there, but yet you did. Anyway, so that's, oh that closes out our Animal Crossing update. Uh, Jeff, uh, some, some shakeups have been happening in the animation world. So with everything going on, um, you got a lot of uh, shows and networks and um, brands taking a stand to more or less speak up for uh, you know Black Lives Matter. Um, some of that is going to be... Uh, for example, you got Family Guy. Um, all their non-white roles are going to be voiced by black actors now. The Simpsons um, are no longer going to voice people of color with uh, white actors. Um, and there's Family Guy. I mean, American Dad. I'm sorry. So all those shows are made a stand and said that any character they have of color, whether that's Asian American, African American... Anything they're gonna voice it by that particular ethnic group. So, so how do you guys feel about that? It wasn't just that those shows, right? There's a lot more. No, those are just a few. <clears throat> right. Yeah, those were some of the. I think uh, the who, more notable ones from Netflix. Uh, the the black girl from uh, crap. What is the name oh, of that show? Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Yeah, yeah. she also said that she wasn't gonna voice uh, the character Missy because. She's basically taking the role away from a black woman. And there has been some pushback, even from, you know, black fans about yeah. 
telling voice actors that they can't do a voice of a different character's race, whether or not that constitutes blackface or whatnot. And I do think that there is a discussion there. Like, I don't think it's black and white. I would love... Excuse the pun. (laughs) I would absolutely love to say something about this. Yeah, go ahead. As a voice actor, I understand the um the issue where some people will hear the voice some people will see the picture and think that it doesn't match up i got that i me i don't think that that i'm going to get flack for this but as a voice actor i don't i do not see a particular issue with a black person not being voiced by a black person. I I do not see that as a problem. And I say that because under what circumstances does someone sound black? And you're probably asking yourself, well, Mr. Gamer, what, what are you talking about? The voice actress for Morocco on My Hero Academia is Anaris Quinoes. She is black. But when this started to come about, there be there was issue about that because people, being the idiots that they are, instantly looked at the character and said, no, no, she needs to sound black. She needs to sound black. And I would love for someone to explain to me, what does that what sound black? like? Right. <clears throat> what does, and, and this is exactly why I say I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying, oh, yeah, get rid of them all. Like, no, I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is a comment that I saw in regards to that Cleveland story, which was who is writing his lines? Who is taking Mm -hmm. care of that character's character development? It's not just the it's not just the voice because there is more than just the voice to that character, their lines, what they do, how they interact with other people make up that character and that character's arc, regardless of the nationality that that person plays that voice as. I've always thought that the Cleveland show was Seth MacFarlane's excuse to make black jokes. Yeah. I mean, I think it always depends on the context of the character. I think in that instance, when you're trying to portray a stereotypical black man in the anime and you're using a white guy to do it i think that's when that whole situation becomes convoluted and i think that's when it's wrong yeah i 100 um, percent agree that's, with if you that. remember okay okay, okay. <laughs> it was an episode of uh master of none mm-hmm. with, uh, as is a sorry yeah when they wanted him to do an indian voice mm-hmm. for an indian character stereotypical indian voice and he refused to do it because of the way that it portrayed him Right. As opposed to being an actor who happens to be Indian, they wanted him only because of his his uh, ethnicity. And it's definitely and see that's why I believe there's there's different perspectives on this, and they might have different answers. Gamers talking from an artist's point of view, right? I think if I was looking at the industry employment. I'd probably say we need more people of color doing voice acting. Yeah, that, yeah that's the other kind of part <laughs> you know of this, saying? right? That's the other side of this. So it's just like, hey, if... And I'm just being very general with this, right? If there's a network of white people that want to do all the voices and not let any person of color do the voices, as long as they do it right, 
some people might not have an issue with that but the whole industry is suffering from a lack of diversity in general Mm -hmm. so i think there are things to be done and i i definitely understand what gamers saying from the artistic point of view and i you know i was trying to be a, a film producer for a long time at the art institute it, at the end of the day, if something works on screen, it works on screen. It doesn't look. It doesn't matter what happens behind the screen, right? When it comes to the artistic view. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of positions to consider here, and I'm still not really sure on the answer myself. I do want more of my people and people of color working <laughs> and representing, but at the same time, if something works, it works. And just like you know, you guys said, it comes down to the writing. Um, but what uh, what about that? Uh, that reverse argument then because for uh an actor like phil lamar who is a black Mm -hmm. man who does a lot of voice work he is best well probably best known for being the voice of samurai jack who's a japanese character right 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 right. so people will like throw that as an example as to say well why didn't you get a japanese guy to do that and in all honesty that's not a bad argument like there's like because ju- you, wait hold on hold on, many... hold on hold on hold on let me finish okay because ex- because just like how there is a lack of diversity in general like there's a lot of white people doing roles for just everyone Asian Americans also are underrepresented so if you have a, a character right, who yeah. is Asian that leads a thing it kind of would have made sense for them to get an Asian American to do that voice oh, I agree with that a hundred percent that's why I said people of color and I didn't just say black people right. But yeah, you know so, what I'm saying? so yeah. an, an Asian person would be considered a person of color, and I would like to see them in more roles. Right, and, that, and I, that's that's kind of what needs to happen because I I agree, like I agree when gamer says like if someone can do yeah. that voice, like if it fits or whatnot, like and depends on the writing, like yeah, if it's not tailored specifically to a black or cultural experience in that way, then sure. You don't necessarily need someone from that culture to do it. And if someone from that culture wrote it, then again, you may not necessarily need someone from that culture to voice it. But (laughs) when you do do it in that way, it becomes offensive. Like with The Simpsons and Apu, for years and years and years, people have complained about that. And they just didn't do anything. Like, I don't think there was ever a gray. Yeah, there was. Now they're doing something about it. There was never like a gray area with that. It was just people didn't care enough. Yeah, and I, I was going to bring that up too, but it's kind of like that's going to happen for every discussion. Oh, now you guys care, right? There's going to be all these statements from all these companies, all this stuff that people are doing. Oh, now you care. That can be said for every little article that we see nowadays. That can also be said for I me, mean, us. I mean, if you think about it, the way we used to joke when we were younger isn't the same way we joke now because of certain topics are niche and we're more evolved as people and the climate of the world and how things uh, are now. That makes I mean, a lot of sense. I mean, you know, as kids, we used to joke about people being, you know, uh, gay. Mm-hmm. We used to call each other that. We used to joke around about it, call people retarded. Nowadays, we... We don't, and it wasn't that we were. We were told that it wasn't okay. We became to understand and see that it wasn't okay, and you change the way you operate based on whether who you are as a person. Like if we didn't care about you know, you know, gay people or trans people or any of that, then we would have continued to operate in that manner. 
but because we evolved and we we care about those particular communities we change the way we operate as a person and i think you know that can be said for some of these networks because there's different leadership there there's different there's fresher leadership there's there's fresher perspective or they could just be doing it to Tuck stay on, on on the hill and pretty much say hey yeah we're with you we're with you we're not with you, so I'm not sure I 100 percent agree. I feel like you're comparing the 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 studios and these these um, companies. You're comparing their ignorance to the ignorance of a child. When we were, we're growing children. up, we were teenagers. Well, no, but I'm saying, well, even that, the ignorance of a teenager. <laughs> no, we I get had, what you're they, saying. They've I had think- a lot of people telling them. They've had a lot of people telling them that this is insensitive. Grown people telling grown people that this is insensitive this is offensive for years and years and years these aren't kids who don't know nothing right these are people who have families they have um big responsibilities in their communities i don't think it's it's an age thing i think it's a time thing i think it's a you know a particular period in 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 history you know where Things were okay then that aren't okay now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I get what what you're saying. Like it's it's more than just the individual maturity. There is like a societal maturity because just like how there there were a, there are some movies that came out not even that long ago that have writing and jokes and whatnot that just don't work today. Like the climate is just different. Most definitely, like and American like, Pie could not fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Give me that and. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that an entity like a network probably has so many gears and stuff turning in it that it will probably take them longer to actually get it through their heads that, you know what, things need to change. They've been doing it this way for so long. It's been working in their head. They're like, it's not an issue. Even though they're getting these complaints, they're like, well, that's just them, right? But now, at the very least, they are doing something. I do think even if at the very least they're like pandering a bit... It's still something. It's it's what we wanted. You know what I mean? Like you need to stop doing this. They stop doing it. That is a victory, any way you look at it. It it's positive momentum. I give you that. And it's also you mean you could have people in charge who had these old ways of thinking. That's true. I mean, yeah. it's like the changing of the old guard where you get people yeah. in with new perspective who under who are evolving with the time instead of that old guy who's been there for so long and his mentality is from when he grew up mm. i hear what you're saying true so anything else on this situation specifically nope okay good, so if you thought that <laughs> was a deeper conversation <laughs> uh up next uh apparently for the last several weeks uh there have been a lot of new accusations um in the vein of the Me Too movement, where a lot of women and men have been coming forward in regards to other people in the video games industry, the streaming games industry, and you know, having sexual misconduct claims brought yeah. up against them. Uh, Chris Avalon, who is uh, the the head writer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, this game is about to Not come out now, now. Yeah. This, this is this this story was slightly different but someone who he was basically pressuring into having an affair with him because the guy was married he wasn't telling her this and stuff 
came out and like basically just blew his spot up and said like you can't be doing this look at what he's doing in the vein of that he stepped down twitch after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of complaints from a bunch of different streamers started issuing widespread bans uh ashraf ismail who's another game developer uh, let me see. Yeah, like, <sighs> no, that, no, that, yes, that's true. I, I'm, I'm going. It's, I, it's I, I need to say this. I need to say this. I, <clears throat> when, okay, I'm assuming everyone knows about GamerGate. Mm-hmm. I remember being on Twitter when that was first blowing up and like getting ridiculous, and I always asked myself. Like, for how long? Because this could not have just started. None of this could have just started. And I had remember covering stories on Twitch about why so many people were just able to do things that totally went against the terms of service and nothing happened to them for so long. But now, everything is just kind of like... Boy, boiling up to the surface and why I am so happy that things are being taken care of. I just can't help but be really pissed off because it's like, this isn't the first, second, 34th, 87th, 936th time that someone had said something about this. So what was it? Was it the public shaming? Was it the pressure that finally got you to say something? Because... You're too big to be this stupid. So that was kind of my argument when we were talking about The Simpsons earlier. And granted, that's a much, much older institution. I understand old heads in charge, right? Twitch, though? Should Twitch be ignorant of of all the dumb stuff that's going on? All the stuff that's breaking... Not just breaking their terms and conditions, but the offensive things that they have on there? Should they have taken responsibility earlier before all this stuff? I mean, absolutely. I, like the, I, I fi- I'm sorry, go. The, yeah, uh, the, like the problem is, even though Twitch is a newer entity, like it's still made up of the same kind of patriarchy that exists in kind of all business, you know? Even though video games are new and the fresh kid, it's still run predominantly by a bunch of older white guys. And then when women or people of color or anyone tries to tell them there's a problem because it's not a problem for them, they tend to downplay it. And that's what kind of keeps happening until you kind of get people gathering together like the Me Too movement and all voicing it out at once, saying like, this person did this to me. Oh, that person also did something to me. You get like a bunch of people saying a bunch of stuff about one guy. You got to pay attention. I will tell you what I... that has to be a bunch of stuff. I I believe... Just everyone remembers uh, Jake and Logan Paul, right? They haven't done anything okay. immediately stupid and mm-hmm. for a while. But everyone remembers the unfortunate video um, where I think it was Logan Paul yeah. in the forest. In, yeah. in the forest. It did not. It took months just for that video not to be taken down, but to be demonetized. It took months. And the only reason that it affected 
the 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 older people in charge is because it hit their pockets. Going over to Sigma's point, it's because it became a personal problem for them. And that's what I think is happening with Twitch. They're realizing, oh man, so people don't like this and now they're less likely to not only spend their time, but also their money. Because I also looked into a story that we had, uh, something that we were all talking about, and that was like Mixer over to like Facebook and everything like that. And I actually did a bit of digging. The the Facebook's viewer count has doubled for Facebook gaming. It has gone up significantly. But do you know how much Twitch, YouTube, and then Mixer have increased by? <laughs> Why is Mixer increasing? But go ahead. <laughs> the, the hold same? on. Hold no no. Mixer only increased by 0.2%. Mm. YouTube mm. increased by 15%. Twitch only increased by 38%. So Facebook only had... 38 is pretty yeah, 38 sounds kind of high. Well, yes, 38 sounds kind of high. But, but as far... it's not compared to double. Yeah, it's not compared to almost doubling your numbers yeah, that's for like close Facebook. to 100%, right? That's how percent works? <laughs> I'm not a math yep. man. <laughs> You're right. Got it? Well, to say that... Well, the article that I looked at said that Facebook had a 269% increase. It's like, so it more than doubled. Basically. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's more. Yeah. Wait, a 200%? Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. Yeah, yes. it's like triple and some change. Exactly. That's just the type of growth that they had. So I believe that Twitch knows this. So it's like, hey, if we're going to stay the best, now. Yeah, we gotta appease this community somehow. Because, they, because we have competitors and. They either don't have these problems or they are fixing it. Like everything that happened with Dr. Disrespect. Yeah, and I, I wanted I wanted okay, to preface yeah. that situation. Uh, Dr. Disrespect, who is a well-known streamer on Twitch, he signed an exclusive I don't know exclusivity why, deal. Yeah, I don't know either. But he signed an exclusivity deal with Twitch after Ninja and Shroud left for millions of dollars. Like the man is paid. He mysteriously got banned permanently it seems like everyone who paid for like his premium subscription stuff had all their stuff refunded but no one has stated why yet why and if you watch him you know why bro like (laughs) well well, here's the thing it is wildly irresponsible to speculate as to why without having that information so i don't want to do that all we know is he has been banned permanently and it seems like it's for something bad like something that may be that may require some sort of legal representation but we don't know anything else other than that so that's where that you think first of all we on a games cast we're supposed to speculate on this yeah but now not (laughs) but not to the extent that because we because this is it's possible like he may be criminally charged with something which in and okay. of itself is speculation, but I don't want to speculate what it is he might be charged with. Like I don't want to say he may have done this, he may have done that, because we don't, we just don't know. I've I, I've watched some of his streams in the past, and this man is disrespectful, like his name says. <laughs> um, I I believe, and I'd have to do the actual research, um, but I've I've heard stories of of you know him and just like ninja dropping m-bombs right they've done that before but him was a little bit less apologetic 
So I'll get some articles. I'll put them together. We can talk about it next week. I mean, it's not the first but, time he's been banned. Like he he does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's stuff. not. I don't understand what's so. In, he's like watching a train, a racist train wreck, in my opinion. But <laughs> it reminds me of Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 but Joe Dirt his persona was is... like kind and like a good person. But it's yeah. just like you know, um, it's like the alternate version of. Uh, of Joe Dirt from Earth Twenty Two. <laughs> Speaking which of one is that? stuff. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? Is that? Yeah, which one is Earth Twenty Two? Do you know? Like, you have an encyclopedic knowledge of what Earth is what? That's the one when you're actually good at Smash. <laughs> okay, so no, this one. Earth Twenty One. Oh, so that's this Earth. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the the thing is, this this is hitting everywhere across but yeah, no, this, games. This is stupid. Like there were um there were a bunch of tweets that I was following like it wasn't like a, a put together story but I was like I follow a ton of IGN editors and some former editors as well and a lot of them had not so nice things to say about past heads at IGN like they don't work there anymore and apparently the culture has improved since then but like their old managing editors and like feature writers and whatnot uh one one of the guys named specifically Steve Butts he used to be like I think the head <laughs> editor at IGN. He had a lot of issues with like misconduct, like being mean, being abusive to employees, like verbally, like explicitly, like holding down like female employees and stuff like that in terms of their careers, like making people feel anxious and unhappy at work and whatnot. And everything immediately improved after the guy was fired. So it's like this, like there, there shouldn't be any wiggle room for stuff like this. Like when Twitch takes this long to act, like. Their entire structure, everyone who's involved in their community suffers. Well, if you did, um, from what I read too was they had a series of bans for people that they didn't announce. They, I guess, there's like a channel that they just post bans at. Mm. And it was a, a slew of people they just banned. I mean, and that, that's how you should do it. Like, I, I have no love loss for like just mass bans if if they've done the kind of stuff that people are saying they've done. Like and if and if and if by chance those people are innocent, like that sucks. Hopefully they have the proof. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like that sucks. Hopefully they'll be reinstated. I'm pretty sure they'll get their audience back if things are so found my question to be. Is what transpired to have them act all of a sudden? I think it's part of what Gamer was saying. Is like, you know, Facebook kind of coming up behind their heels a little bit. Like they're worried about maybe losing face uh, with well, the community at large. They want to seem I, like the I would, guy. and they just don't want to be problematic. They don't want to have people on there saying "all lives matter." And and I think I think it's fear of the second one because I'll tell you why. It's not so much that we can't be this way; it's just that we can't be this way publicly because people have one hundred percent been this way for a very long time. It's just now at this point, no one is no one is being quiet anymore. You and you have Facebook groups that are dedicated not only to screenshotting and capturing what racist people saying so they can get them fired, but then other groups to then watch that racist person defend their actions and then complain to the effect of, well, I don't know why they're doing this. This isn't necessarily helpful at all. Why make me lose my job? Because we're tired and we're not letting you get away with it anymore. Unfortunately, that's the only way to hit some people is in their pocket. Yeah. 
and that's, 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 that's yeah, all that we can do. We find it, Jesus. It works. And they want to change. Like it's sad. It, that's all that we can do. Well, that's all that we can do right now. We like, unfortunately, this is the system and this is the game we're playing. We are currently in the process of changing that. And until the and system changes completely or burned down at this point, this is, is what, Shadow Realm. Th- this is this is where we are. But Twitch does Twitch doesn't want to be that platform where someone's just gonna accidentally just oh I don't know all lives matter and then just like shut down like just and then after that of course it's going to be well Twitch why didn't you do something they definitely don't want that but then they have all of these weeds that they have not taken care of and now everybody else is calling them out on all of their weeds and then Facebook is like uh, hey we. We don't have nobody. We don't have over that. We don't have any of that. So if you want to come over here, because we don't we have any like of that over here. here, they pretty cool, <laughs> right? Like, we, like we're integrated in everything, almost just like Amazon. Yeah. So why not come over here? And so, boom, there you go. And speaking, speaking of that, happened with Mixer, kind of made them start cleaning their own house because right. now it puts the spotlight on that particular area of entertainment exactly and that's actually our last topic so blue go ahead and introduce that yeah mixer shut down bro (laughs) july 22nd that's when it's supposed to go down it sucks that's that's almost the exact tweet uh that we got (laughs) (laughs) it it really did kind of come out of nowhere very suddenly (laughs) they said so mixer sends out a tweet <clears throat> Microsoft sends out a tweet, and for they me, say, "Hey, do you?" That? Well, question for you guys: Do you think that's gonna hurt the Series X in any way? Nope. Yeah, I can't. Why would it? Yeah, I can't imagine that it would. The reason why I ask is because, I mean, it is from Microsoft. They did run Mixer, mm-hmm. all these allegations and stuff. Do you think it's going to put a negative light on their launch of the Series X? Absolutely not. I don't As a see matter of correlation, at, besides, at, it just really depends on what the actual reason for the shutdown was. If the reason was like something crazy in Microsoft on a whole, then yeah, maybe you know there might be some boycott stuff going on. But um, if it's just Mixer isolated. Not enough people care about Mixer on the console. But let's let's you think? let's get into that then. Like, what is the reason it's shutting down? Like, we, do we have a definitive answer? Like, because I knew I knew, blue you you sent a tweet that had a story about some some racism going on I, back. I right? wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Um. So there was a tweet from a uh, a black man that his his story is that he had worked for Microsoft, worked with Mixer. Um, and he was the only black one in the office. Um, and he got treated like trash. And not just treated like trash. He felt like he was a diversity hire. He wasn't taken seriously. And some of the top executives called all of the, the, the streamers slaves. Saying that they work for me. I make whoever I want popular. Is not even a numbers game. She was like, I control everything. They're my slaves. And he didn't like that, obviously. Um, in the meeting, he went to HR, and they said, "Okay, yeah, cool, we we'll look into it." And nothing happened. And eventually, he got he he left 
I think it was like the second or third time something like that had happened. Um, and they opened up the case after he had left and then said, oh, yeah, she's not guilty because um, something about the context of when it was said. But long story short, he put out this very long story, and I think he had some um, email screenshots back and forth. But it was it sounded like a very, very, very toxic leadership environment. I don't know if he was the reason for the shutdown specifically. I I would posit no, like absolutely. Yeah, not. I, I I don't I don't think so. But I feel like stories like his could be the reason for a mixer shutdown. Like, now, but how? Like, because because I don't. Well, if because I don't I, I I understand that that story it talks to like the corporate structure behind the scenes at Mixer, but mm-hmm. I don't see how how that situation or any situation like it is leading to this shut like it's not like he like he didn't story he didn't say like he filed like a billion dollar lawsuit against them or something so i don't right, see how no, no. those are connected in that way the the connection i'm looking at is the exposure of racist and corrupt management right now that happens all the time and mm-hmm. people get fired and they replace them cool i get it i don't think that's i i should say i believe that this could be a contributing factor especially in this day and age now it sounds like from the tweet. It sounds like Microsoft was saying we kind of bit off more than we can chew. Yeah, that's strictly... yeah, that's the vibe I get. Is that yeah? It's a strictly numbers like... game. Like they're not. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, if they were trying to say we don't stand for this, they would have made some type of public execution, public <laughs> statement. They would have made actions to rectify this. I think just to shut down doesn't. It, it doesn't say, hey, we were wrong or we have this going on. We don't stand for this. The people who do portray this particular state of mind or, you know, make this work environment unhealthy, we're okay with cutting them off. We're okay with getting rid of them. But to shut down the whole community in general, I think doesn't. Yeah, it, it, I feel like it's a factor. It's like you go into a like store. It's a factor. Yeah, you go. You, uh, it's like you go into a store, you get bad customer service. You call, you complain, and um, the next time you go back, the store is closed. You you still have that negative view of that particular brand, as opposed to you have bad service. You call, and next time you go in, they kind of talk to you, they apologize. You know, they say, "Hey, you know, we're going to make sure that every experience you have here is." of the highest degree of customer service that you would get from anywhere you feel different towards that brand yeah. as opposed to going there all i'd the like stuff. to i'd like to offer a counter analogy mm-hmm. yeah. um and i because i don't think it's the whole store that closes i think it's just the atm in the corner that closed you see what i'm but saying you, mixer's the whole store though <laughs> but no i would say microsoft is the whole <laughs> no, store. no 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 not not like I, my, microsoft i'm talking about mixer yeah because like if they shut down Maybe that, a branch or an office or whatever, like because Mixer was like Mixer and the community that Mixer built is completely and wholly separate from you know the corporate uh, politics. If there's a problem with the leadership there, they would fire mm-hmm. that dude and get a better leader, or fire an employee, get a better employee. Imagine Them sh- you have a failing business and you got racist management in this day and age. You gonna just throw the whole thing away, in my opinion. If it's if it's losing money, then that's something different. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a factor. But I mean, as far I, as I don't think it's a factor. That's what I'm saying. I disagree I mean, wholeheartedly. So I mean, <laughs> okay. as far as the 
they're making a stand against racism or yeah, because, sex. Yeah, nothing sex came or... from Mixer even acknowledging yeah. this, right? Like the the tweet you said was was that person's account. Yeah, like it was Mixer, that his account. I'm yeah, so Mixer never this. like addressed it and said we we want to wish this thing. We want to be in this person's corner. Like they, I don't think they were even thinking about the situation. Like as far as they were concerned, it doesn't matter because we're getting rid of this anyway. Like so, I don't think that they're connected in that way. Where it's like, well, if we're gonna have right. to deal with this. We might as well shut the whole thing down. Forget this. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going home. But, All right. But, but like, like the the shutdown itself. Because honestly, the, the I, mean, four, I got nothing else. Like, no, but like the <laughs> the four of us, we we kind of maybe championed Mixer a little bit in terms of our streaming. Like when we get on got a our, basis. yeah, we got our start kind of using Mixer because it was so heavily integrated into the Xbox platform where we like to play I bought all the an time. Xbox to use Mixer because it's a new platform. I saw it at E3 um, and I, I believed in it. And apparently and Microsoft didn't, yeah. I got screwed. So it, it, it does suck, but I don't know. How many streaming platforms do we need then? Because I'm all for competition, but at this point we had Twitch, we had the YouTube, we had the Mixer, we had the Facebook, and there's still uh, other smaller ones around that you know you don't really hear too often, but they exist. Like, it does it make that big of an impact going forward to not have Mixer involved? I, I will say, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Okay, sir. <laughs> All I was gonna say is that um, the biggest loss, in my opinion, functionality when it comes functionality wise when it comes to losing mixer was losing the co-streams the yeah, ability for someone else to look does at that, one right? stream, nobody else does that without serious manipulation from obs <laughs> <laughs> um and that i think that's gonna hurt because on our free for all fridays we used to have four different perspectives you know what i'm saying and that's cool to see on one screen now you can't do that very easily um, anymore, and it's more on an individual basis. So you really gotta. Um, that's that's. I think that's that's one of the big things that's that's really hurting on this uh, transition. But if if somebody else says, "Hey, somebody we else... figured out CoStream," like does that mean like, yeah. well, buy Mixer? I guess I'm not we gonna get miss me. Mixer as much. <laughs> I did, I, I'll, I'll say that I'm not gonna miss Mixer as much. That was, I mean, that was besides the response time. Mm-hmm. That was one of the biggest features that they had that was working for them, in my opinion. I thought yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely something you know what I mean. So if someone else picks it up, then yeah, okay, you got it. Okay. Any, anybody else have like closing thoughts on Mixer's closing? Jeff has some on there, right? Um, I, I feel like. Oh, go. <clears throat> I feel like competition is always good for not only the consumer but for the industry. I think Mixer. Let's not forget Twitter. There was a lot of reasons why people left Twitter to begin with because of the certain rules and regulations and the way they were being treated over there. From talking about Twitch, yeah, uh, Twitch. I'm sorry, okay, okay, my bad. Um, so let's not forget that. That is why mm-hmm. initially a lot of them came over to Mixer. I mean, some for money, but some because of the structure over there. They, they, they didn't feel like they were set up to, to succeed. So I feel like. As long as Facebook rises to the occasion and becomes that, you know, you know, Sony to their Microsoft, I think that's going to encourage a even playing field 
for both platforms. And that is um, where I think Twitch just being number one allows them to kind of monopolize and do whatever they want. Yeah. So they, they need the competition to basically make everything get better. And Facebook is where Microsoft pointed everybody. Like they basically said, we're teaming up with Facebook going forward. So we'll, I don't we'll even transition know what that you guys. Like. That's like, um, <laughs> that's like Bernie Sanders endorsing Biden. It's like, I'm not running anymore, but hey, you know. <laughs> and yeah, that, that connects. Right. Gamer, you had thoughts? I'm, I guess I because I di- I wasn't informed about the story that Blue was talking about. I was just looking at the numbers in regards to the closing and considering that Microsoft has. The, I remember when Microsoft first tried to release a a handheld device and how gloriously terrible that went. The I'm looking phone? at oh, in the Windows Phone. I'm looking at this <laughs> and they're like, well, they're a big company. They had some money to blow. They tried this. And it didn't work. So it's like, well, we're not going to really lose much. Let's connect on over to Facebook. And I want you to remember that the next time something like this comes up. Because, and I don't know if you guys covered it or if we covered it together. But people were really surprised when they were, when Xbox was talking to Nintendo about connections into Microsoft, into Xbox Live with your achievements in Cuphead. And it's like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Why would those... Why would those two things connect? Why would you why would these two players play together like that? Because that's Microsoft's goal. Microsoft isn't about my own stuff. Microsoft in my opinion seems to be connect over here. We're over here with you. We're over here with you. We are everywhere you want to be. Yeah, like just kind of have their hands in everybody else's pockets like if they can be near yeah. And I say that because with the with with the exception of Amazon and Google, I can't think of anyone that has that level of infrastructure. Like with cloud, mm-hmm. I, I don't know anyone who has it besides Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. So on that note, we're done with our topics for the day. Finally, moving on to our mailbag. Uh... You can also email us at bbetgaming at gmail.com, just like Snitch360 did. And he asked us, how do you balance your personal life and your gaming life? <laughs> Excellent question. <Don't. laughs> Blue, Blue, Blue says you don't. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, to be honest, that's pretty close to my perspective because kind of like my... Gaming is life. Yeah. Like that's how I'm currently making my living is through video games, like staying current on news, uh, on kind of what the pulse of the industry is in terms of like the community, in terms of like media, um, knowing like what's hot in terms of like new games that are out, like if there are new mechanics, new stories, stuff that people are buzzing about, like I kind of have all to try to- All the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, like soak all that stuff up <laughs> to just <laughs> live my life. Part, you've been slacking in that last part, like- I used to depend on you for information, but now I can't. What are you talking? What are you talking about? Every single week, I'm giving you information. What are you talking about? I write out a list called the Runner Show (laughs) that has the week's worth of information. I'm talking personally, (laughs) but for me, it's it's difficult. Um, I work nine hours a day, five days a week. On top of working nine hours, I drive four hours extra every day. uh, Again, I'm going to ask, are we really doing this right now? 
So my days are like thirteen oh, hours. Okay, we are. Um, on top of that, I have a one-year-old son. So it's it's ve- I have to get very creative on um, how I incorporate gaming or shows that I want to watch or how I keep up to date on news. It's very difficult um, with my daily routine, but. Um, you just make it work. You do what you got to do. Like gamer, <laughs> you see, you sound like perturbed yeah. right now. Like, what, what is going on? <laughs> that whole monologue started with throwing salt at your eyes about not providing information and somehow <laughs> transitioning into what sounded like "I work so hard." The episode with SpongeBob and Patrick, like, oh. <laughs> He doesn't change his diaper too often. And Jeff, being SpongeBob, is like, well, I work so hard, you can change one. Like, that's what that sounded like for it. <laughs> so for it to completely end with, yeah, you just make it work, was completely something that Jeff would do and that I should just accept that as fact. <laughs> so with that being said... um, the answer to your question, Snicks, how do I balance my personal life and my gaming life? Um, I compartmentalize things to perhaps a problematic degree. Everything in my head has its own little box. Everything in my head has a way I'm supposed to act here. I have enough spoons for this, enough resources built for this. I have enough RAM to do this. And then after that, I just stop and go over to the next thing. That may not necessarily sound healthy, but it's a way to force myself to be done. You don't finish when you're tired. You're finished when you're done. So it's like I'm doing some voice work things. Boom. I'm doing some day work things. Boom. I'm doing some streaming things. Boom. And I try to pull myself and separate from that because streaming is stressful. My day job is stressful. Life. It's stressful. And now mm-hmm. everyone in the world is figuring out that being black is stressful. <laughs> so you can definitely understand um, that when I do try to draw that line, it has to be that very Solid. clear line where it's like, okay, I'm gaming for myself now versus I'm gaming for somebody else or I have to be on or present. Um, have to make sure to separate those moments where it's like, okay, Mr. Gamer is not on mic right now, or let me let me put it to you this way. Your friendly neighborhood gamer isn't necessarily here right now. It's Mr. Gamer who has had a very stressful day and doesn't really care what you think right now is currently on the mic. You, It's things like that, and you have to have those, and that's what I do. For me, as he was saying all of that, I was picturing like a little Animal Crossing version of him in his head doing all these things. I'm going to compartmentalize. I'm going to put this over here so I can do this at this time. So then he went over to the yard and started planting these um, these hard drive seeds. Like It was just a whole thing playing <laughs> out in my head with the Mr. Gamer Animal Crossing version of him compartmentalizing everything in his brain. That's cute. I have spreadsheets for a reason. Spreadsheets, see? Spreadsheets for a reason. He's out there typing up his spreadsheets next to Tom Nook. Is a gamer. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is a gamer. 
When it comes to balancing um, my game in life, it, it's difficult right now. You know, I'm I'm like halfway in online schooling because of COVID, and um, a lot of the the student films got canceled that I was working on. So it's a lot of, for me, it's helping me to uh, pass the time. I think um, this this whole gaming is life is is part of um, is, is part of my quarantine here, and um, it's, it's helping me keep safe. To be honest, uh, granted, there's other things that I do throughout the day. Of course, you know, I take care of the house, I cook, I clean, I I do uh, my workouts when I when I uh, gather the motivation. I <laughs> know <laughs> that struggle. <laughs> yeah, man, but um. Honestly, it's a way to stay social. Um, That's true. And especially, you know, I, the only person I see physically face-to-face on a regular basis is my girlfriend. Um, some of the people at the supermarkets, I kind of remember them, but I can't get close to them anyway. So I get this. This is this video chat with these guys. I FaceTime my families and stuff like that. And then I play a lot of games with people, you know? Uh, hang out with your friends in many different situations. That's basically what gaming is to me. Um and that's why i guess that's why gaming is life so there's not necessarily a balance it's it's a part of it you know game is a huge part of my relationship with my girl too um oh we we were playing magic the gathering um arena on uh on the pc so super short story (laughs) first couple times i think i won the first couple games then she won like three in a row then i won like two in a row so i was talking all big and then she beat me twice in a row last night man this game is fun uh, when you're like right in front of somebody and you don't have to worry about cleaning up cards. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Anyway. On 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 that note of like the line, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I lost that so long ago. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, because I don't have a line anymore. And honestly, it's probably it's hard a problem because like I le- I legitimately I think it's a problem because we grew up learning that it was a problem. Maybe because I'll, I'll I'll tell like a quick story about how I kind of learned to kind of just manage everything that I do in life, and it has a lot to do with pledging Sigma in college. And if you guys don't know, when you pledge a Black Greek letter organization, they put you online for a number of weeks, and it's a process. I'm not gonna say I was By hazed because I was not hazed. I was on <laughs> a line. I literally lined up with my eight other line brothers and yeah. we go through a process of them teaching us everything about sigma teaching us kind of life lessons just inf- enforcing brotherhood like terrence yeah. you probably have a very similar experience going through basic training in the military because a lot of stuff yeah, is borrowed right. from that like yeah. you make these guys who are with you your brothers or whatever right but the other thing mm-hmm. that came from it is this impending sense of dread for the end of the day because that's when everything would happen and that taught me to do all the stuff that I don't want to do as soon as possible, as early as possible, as efficiently, as quickly as possible, so I don't have to deal with it later. So eat your vegetables first. Yes. Anything <laughs> anything that could be considered the harder part is what I focus on first. And <laughs> that's basically what I've applied to everything in addition to video games. Like, I've applied video games to everything in my life it's probably not healthy like i i made my son play video games i made my job video game related 
like if I didn't like when I, previously when I wasn't working in video games, I was making video game content, and that was the only time I was kind of sane. Because to be honest, like right before my son was born, I was probably very much so depressed because like mm-hmm. I like I graduated with a journalism degree, but I was working a job that had nothing to do with journalism, nothing to do with games. Like I just really didn't feel like I was doing anything close to what I wanted to do. And when I finally decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make content regarding what I wanted to do. That's when, you know, I kind of regained myself a bit. I don't want to kick us into overtime, but I don't. I think it's a bad stigma to push that. Now, hold on. Let me let me make sure I say this right. <laughs> I don't. Gaming can be unhealthy, just like any other hobby right i feel like gaming is painted or i should say uh, an abundance of gaming i'm not gonna say excess i'm gonna say an abundance of gaming is constantly painted as an unhealthy thing and i don't think that's fair i feel like just like any other hobby if you do it and you're responsible with your stuff you're not hurting those around you and you're not being a jerk do it to it and and make it happen and make it work for you. You know what I mean? So I, I guess I just want to kind of like, I feel bad every time you feel, you say that like it's probably unhealthy. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I don't feel like it is. You look like a healthy individual to me. I don't know you. You know, hundred percent of what's going on. <laughs> but you look healthy. You don't look. You know, uh, uh, sickly. You you have a, a wonderful son. You have oh. a wonderful girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? You have a whole. You got a place. You got things together, and you're a gamer. There's nothing unhealthy about what I see right now from Sigma Gears 9. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum where I like to do all the easy stuff first, <laughs> so I have the maximum amount of time to handle the, the, the bigger problems. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a way of hitting it. It's just... I, it's I, different I, sides of the coin. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> my process instills something in me that just makes me hate having something waiting for me something that i don't necessarily want to do waiting for me so like i mm-hmm. get that out of the way as soon as possible I feel, and I feel like that's just helped me in general since oh yeah hey man different folks different strokes right for me it started with uh when we were in sigma beta club and we used to have to do group dynamics yeah <laughs> i remember and, that <laughs> um it's surprising how many people don't know how to problem solve where they don't they have a problem and they're not able to use the the tools that are available to them to solve that problem. Um, and I see this at work on a daily basis, whether I'm training somebody or teaching a new employee. Sometimes it's things they've I've gone over. Things sometimes it's things they've done before. They'll come up with a problem, and it's not a very difficult problem, but they're not able to utilize the tools that are available to them to solve the problem. Same thing with a, um, you know, uh, my agenda. I know when I, when I go in the morning, the things I have to do, the things that have to get done on a daily basis, then there are the things that pop up. Mm-hmm. So you have to leave room for those pop-ups and manage them accordingly. And also there's it sounds things, like a video game. It does. And then, you know, people just, like he was saying, it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing. But also, I think it depends on the person and how they handle it um, on a daily on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. 
Makes sense. Thank you so much yep, yep. for that question, Snicks360. Really appreciate Snicks. it. I know you got a bunch more in the bank. They're they're going to get doled out in time. But we're going to go ahead and sign off. Jeff, where can people find you if they're looking for you on the internet? So, when you are looking for me, you can find me on Superman Jeff 12 That is across all social media. That's Twitter. That's uh, YouTube. That's Facebook. That's uh, Instagram. That is Twitch. Um, used to be Mixer. Um, yeah, you can find me in all those places. So definitely go ahead and um, check check me out. And then check us out on the BBET Twitch channel. And hit that uh, subscribe button. Thanks. Yeah, Gamer, where can we find you? They're looking for you. You can find me at startbuttonreview.com. That's start button, like on the controller, review.com. I am also on Twitter and... Twitter, Instagram, Skyrim toilets, smartphones, and hair accessories under SBR, Mr. Gamer, but only on Instagram. Actually, Instagram and Twitch, there's an underscore. So it's SBR underscore Mr. Gamer. And you can also find my podcast, SBR Reports, playing wherever it is that podcasts are being played right now. I think they're currently working on wine bottles last time I checked, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> I Blue. just said don't. You're not my mom. Blue, what about you? <laughs> oh, you here we go. Um, the old I'm not your you mom bro. excuse. It's your boy. You beat zero NES. Um, yeah, man. All them platforms that they was just going through, including Skyrim. <laughs> just look for Blue Bones and you'll find it there, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hit that YouTube, hit that Twitch. You know, we pushing hard on Twitch now. Um, we pushing hard. Well, we've been pushing hard anyway. Yeah. But we're pushing harder. You know what I'm saying? We got, less, we got less things to uh, to manage now. So get in there. Get there. What did, what did it say? Be there, be square. <laughs> Someone said that, like in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, in right. the 50s. It was like okay. hot in TV land. Okay, but uh, the, but the song "It's Hip to Be a Square." Does anybody else remember that from Sesame Street? Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> but more importantly, Sigma, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you guys can find me uh, on pretty much all social media at Sigma Gears Nine. You can find me on Facebook at Sigma and Son. Uh, you can find my three-minute reviews as well as live streams and some opinion pieces on EscapistMagazine.com and their YouTube. Uh, just recently, uh, Chocolate City Comics, uh, they're an Instagram page. They're a collection of a bunch of like black artists. They do yeah. a ton of cool work. Follow them if you haven't already. They actually featured uh, the cosplay that I did, or the Halloween costume I did, rather, with me and Starboy dressed as uh, Ocarina Time Link. Uh, and our good friend of the show, uh, Chelsea, <clears throat> who drew uh, some stuff for me and drew me and Starboy together, like... When, that, when I first posted that, it kind of went viral a little bit, and they hit me up mm-hmm. saying that they were going to post it on their page. It never did. Apparently, they just remembered <laughs> to do it, and then they hit me up and said, oh, we totally forgot, and then posted it. So that's so kind of... Yeah, it kind of went a little bit viral again. <clears throat> so if anyone okay. is here from that, thank you. Welcome. I hope you were subscribing to, to this, as well as the YouTube, as well as... Uh, the Twitch, like everyone's mentioning, we're trying to get those numbers up because Mixer is dying. That's probably where we had the biggest number of followers. So I hope we can get some of those to cross over to these other platforms, uh, Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. So please follow us over there. <clears throat> um, 
my most recent three minute review for Polybridge Two just uh, dropped, so go check that out on Escapist. Yeah, I need to check that out. Uh, thanks again. Please send in more emails. We we love to read them. Uh, BBETgaming at gmail That's gonna do it for episode fifty two. Yep. Thank my three co-hosts. I thank everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening. Peace. Peace. Picture me riding and rolling, rolling with models. Brand new Ferraris, like we was winning the lotto. When that stardust squad is with me, pouring the bottle, playing that OMG music that's gonna blow like Chicago. Hey.